during this weekend I've been spending some time you know meditating on the Word of God and sharing as there are various opportunities to share the Word of God so I was titling this series for this weekend as life's journey life's journey life is a journey it's not a destination we are all the passer uh, passerby in this life's journey some of us have chosen to live together as families some of us have chosen to live together as fellowship having fellowship together some of us have chosen to work together in different workplaces some of us even you know we don't, we don't at times we don't even really care for one another some of us even we don't try to even know who is our neighbor you know we, we go through you know, different kind of scenarios as we live on this earth you know in effect we are all keep moving and eventually we are all moving towards our destination our destiny but life itself in itself is not a destination it's a continuous journey and this life is also filled with you know so many lessons that we learn as we face challenges and it's filled with hardships heartaches joys and celebrations and special moments and there are various things you know we can just go on and on before we reach our destination at times we feel that life is filled with purpose but at times we also feel that we don't have any purpose of living on this earth many times we are challenged at times we are wounded at times even we are robbed we are beaten up and even we are threatened and eventually you know in the midst of all this we get even discouraged and we get even disheartened and finally at times we even give up you know all this kind of various symptoms and scenarios we go through as we live our lives on this earth one day when jesus was ministering one man in the crowd he stood up and he happened to be a lawyer and he asked jesus what shall I do to inherit eternal life it was a very valid question reasonable question he asked the question what shall I do to inherit the eternal life Jesus said follow the law simple answer to a lawyer saying follow the law and you know what he said he said the law says love your neighbor and he came to Jesus with another question tell me who is my neighbor and then Jesus answered him you know as we read in the book of Luke in the gospel of Luke chapter 10 verses 30 to 36 Jesus gave a beautiful amazing answer to that question to that wonderful valid question who is my neighbor let's turn to Luke chapter 10 verse 30 then Jesus answered and said a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his cloth clothing wounded him and departed leaving him half dead now by chance a certain priest came down the road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side likewise a Levite when he arrived at that place 
came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Verse 34. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And this lawyer said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. So today I just want to title my message as Robbed and Beaten Up. Robbed and Beaten Up. Now there are two things we are going to talk about today. What this world can offer to us and what the church can offer to us. Now I'm, sure, I'm not sure you know, to whom God is speaking to today this, this morning. But I'm sure, pretty sure as I was you know, going through this preparation of the sermon, God is going to speak to some of us today morning because we are in need of such a word from God, from the Holy Spirit. What this world can offer to us. A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. That's what the illustration Jesus is talking about. It takes around 8 hours today to cover the distance of 15 miles or 24 kilometers with an elevation decrease of about 3,400 feet, around 1,060 meters as one goes down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Travelers, merchants, pilgrims and soldiers they have been traveling up and down during you know, the few centuries at that point of time. You know, it has been consider, considered as a hazardous place to travel all alone in the road that connects Jerusalem and Jericho. One stretch of this road that connects Jerusalem and Jericho was known as Way of Blood. Way of Blood. So you can imagine, you know, how dangerous for someone to travel in that road. Because many times, you know, people were robbed and even they were killed. It's such a hard route for people to travel from Jerusalem to Jericho. And this man, Jesus is talking about, what of God says, he was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. But to get to Jericho, one has to go through a long stretch of empty road bordered with rocks and hills. You know, that gave a good opportunity for any thief or robber to hide themselves, you know, for their robbery. In fact, Jesus traveled this route many times. You know, even, uh, you know, every time that Jesus had an opportunity to travel to Jerusalem from Jericho, from, Je- from Galilee, I'm sure, you know, he would have used this path to travel. Scripture also records at least one trip of Jesus through Samaria and two trips by the way of Jericho. You know, many guess this is the what, this is the route, you know, probably Jesus would have taken when he was living on this earth. Jericho was also known 
you know, for its mommy weather and the good climatic conditions. And there is so much of commercialization going on at that point of time, along with also kind of added wickedness over there. Jer Jericho was also a kind of holiday resort for those who, who live in Jerusalem because of the high altitude, you know, at times they go down to Jericho to spend their, you know, vacation. The priests and the Levites also used Jericho as their off-duty resting place. The Jewish tumult, you know, commands that there were as many priests in Jericho as many as they, they were in Jerusalem because they spend their vacation time, most of the time, they relax in Jericho. It's such a, you know, kind of, you know, town or a village or a city, whatever you can call it as, it's a, such a small place where so much is going on at any given point of time. The man who was traveling to Jericho was traveling from the holy city into such a city by name Jericho. We can even look at him and say that probably you know, it would have been better if he could have remained in Jerusalem instead of going down the city of Jericho. You know, that happens even to our lifetime, in our, in our lives too. You know, sometimes we feel that, you know, we are slowly getting drifted away from the holy place as we enter into some realm in our lives. We go at times away from the will of God. We, you know, we fail to listen to the word of God. We fail to obey to the word, word, the voice of God. And at times we get drifted away from the will of God and from the plan of God. And we endanger ourselves by doing it. At times that happens to us in our lives. At times we become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy the same way this man was being robbed over there. And this man eventually as he was traveling to Jericho, he got into the hands of the thieves. That's what the word of God says. Anyone who walks all alone can easily get into the hands of the thieves in those days. The word of God says in John chapter 10 verse 10, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. You know, thieves are not there just for fun. Thieves are there with the purpose of robbing someone. And that's what exactly is happening to this man as he was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. Word of God says he was robbed by the thieves. And being alone in that path was really dangerous. Being alone gives an invitation for robbers and thieves to come and attack. You know that's the reason we don't want to you know, be alone in this world. I believe, you know, that's the reason God, when he made Adam, God found it is not good for man to live alone. And he also made Eve and made them to live together. So it is not good to be alone in this world. It is difficult at times. You know, that's the reason we say family is important. That's the reason we say church is important. You know, that's the reason we say fellowship is important. Being together is important. You know, at times we don't, we don't, we don't find the right setup at, at home, you know, to be together. And such people, they seek for such a good fellowship where they can be together and where they can live in the Lord. Being alone is not really good. And this man got caught into the wrong hands on that day. And you know what they did? They stripped off his clothes. They stripped him off his clothes in order to rob him. 
Now, in order to remove the valuables, in those days, the thieves, they used to strip people off to make sure they don't carry any valuables attached to their body. Like probably maybe ornaments or something like that, the thieves may be looking for to rob. And that's what exactly they did to this man. You know, God's word talks about different garments God has given to us. And we see this man being stripped off and thrown at the side of the road by those thieves and those robbers. God's word talks about different garments, garment of salvation. God's word talks about robe of righteousness in Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10 the word of God says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. Garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, as a, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. God has clothed us with garments of salvation and he has given us the robe of righteousness word of God also talks about another garment garment of praise Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 garment of praise word of God says to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness God has given us garment of praise, garment of salvation and robe of righteousness. And as we see this man who was stripped off on the day, enemy comes into our lives. Enemy comes in, in different forms into our lives. He defiles the garment of salvation. He makes the robe of righteousness spotted and blemished and sin stained. He strips the garment of praise in our lives and he puts the spirit of heaviness in our lives. You know, once the enemy does that to us, we lose our salvation. We are found unrighteous before God. Once if our garment of praise is stripped off, you know, we are filled with the spirit of heaviness. You know, have you seen such a people, you know, who who is always filled with the spirit of heaviness? You know, they, they don't laugh at us. They don't even, they're not even happy within their lives. They are not happy in whatever they do. They don't, they are not happy in whatever is going on around us, around them. You know, today, once we are stripped off with the garment of, with such garments in our lives, which God has given to us, we find it difficult to handle life as we live on this earth. We can imagine the situation of this man as he was stripped off and thrown along the side of the road. You know, exactly that's what I feel and that's what anyone who feels when the moment we find that there is something going on with what God has given to me, what God has given to us. You know, at times we find it difficult when the joy is lifted off from us. When we are filled with such a spirit of heaviness, you know, we find it so difficult to handle our life on this earth. And this man... This poor man at the side of the road, he was just finding it so difficult to handle things around him and what's going on in his life. And even those thieves, they wounded him. That's what the word of God says. Thieves not only stripped him off his clothes, they, were, they also wounded him. They attacked the passerby in such a way that they will never get up and walk by himself again. 
And you know what they expect? They just wound them and then throw them off the road and thinking that maybe in the night some wild animal will come and kill them eventually and drag them into the jungle, into the forest. That, that, that was the expectation. Now when the enemy attacks us, he not only defiles our salvation, he not only makes us to stand unrighteous before God, not only covers us with the spirit of heaviness, he also wounds us. He also troubles us. He also wounds us. Now we are talking about, when, we, when I say enemy, I'm not referring to, you know, the devil coming and attacking us. The devil has different ways of dealing with us. It may be just our neighbor. It may be my family member. You know, someone today trying to attack me, trying to speak evil words against me, trying to discourage me, trying to put me down. And, you know, things are not happening in the same way. It may be at times even our own children. They don't behave in the proper way we find it difficult to deal with them and when you know as we as this man goes through it even he was wounded by these thieves he was severely wounded by these thieves you know such wounds when we get in our lives it doesn't leave us easily it doesn't leave us easily. Even if the wound gets healed, it leaves a scar within us. And we find it very difficult to handle with such wounds that comes in our lives. An enemy make these wounds so deep that we will never come out of it. You know, that's what is his aim. That's what is his objective. At times the enemy does that, as I said, through various means, through various things that we see around, especially through people. In our lives people in our family people in our workplace even people in the church you know people in everywhere he brings wounds into in our lives and as I said the thief the thieves left him half dead they wounded him they stripped him off and they wounded him and they left this man half dead off the road as I said to make sure that they have done their part they wound him and throw him at the side of the road and then they will give the rest to the wild animal of the desert to come and take over animals they have such an attitude I don't know I'm not sure whether you have noticed that if a cat gets hold of a rat it doesn't kill that rat completely have you seen that it just half kill it and it throws that over there. Maybe I think it enjoys because you know, and it plays around with that. But that's what the, that's the nature of an animal. We have seen that. You know exactly that's what is going on here. He was not killed fully. He was just half killed, and they threw him at the side of the road. At times when the enemy is raging in our lives, when he is so angry and he wants to destroy us. You know, he makes just half dead. He makes us half dead and he just throws us away. Probably, I don't know whether, you know, enemy is doing it to us. When we suffer, when we go through that struggle, he just wants to sit and laugh at us. I don't know what he does that, why he does that, but you know, that's what exactly he does. He doesn't put us down totally, but we are not sure where we are. We are on or off, we are up or down, we don't know where we are and we don't know what we are doing. He just throws us into that kind of situation. You know, this is what the world is offering to us today. 
the world is stripping us off and it's wounding us and it is leaving us half dead we can't get anything more than as we live on this earth we go through this such a struggle in our lives and we experience that every day in our lives and you know when we the moment we experience it we find it it's a warfare or it's a struggle that we are dealing with people around us and the situation around us but every time we stumble upon when we reach that point and we don't know whether to get up or to sit there and cry that's what the world can offer let's see what the church can offer to us today and word of God says in verse 31 now by chance by chance a priest came down that road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side of the road the first person who came he was a priest and word of God says he came down that means he came from the temple in Jerusalem and he is going to Jericho and he was an important person the priesthood was hereditary you know you could not volunteer to become a priest in those days like we do today a person only belonged if they were born into that family of priesthood so it was a closed circle it was you know, a high-ranked position during that time and priests had an obligation to obey law which made them ritually more clean and they are then only they are suitable for service in the temple and the man at the side of the road the victim over there was polluted in his own blood and with the mud around there and this you know would have been certainly difficult for the priest to touch this man because when he touches this man he is considered unclean moment he comes in contact with this man who is in the blood it is unclean for a priest to do and the priest he didn't want to get into it but you know probably he could have done that he's not going to the temple because he's going coming out of the temple probably I guess you know he could have just you know made a visit to this man to find out what's happening there but priest couldn't do we are trying to find out what the church can offer to someone who is trying in the getting you know into that situation then the Levite came the second traveler passerby by the wounded man was a Levite a Levite was a temple official again from the priestly tribe you know he is just one step down the priest who is in the temple and the Levite his responsibility is to study the law of Moses the Torah the first five book of the old books of the Old Testament and he is supposed to interpret the book of the Bible to or the law to someone who comes and asks him questions and he, he has to preach in the temple he was a respected individual in the temple and a member of the society but even he passed by but you know what what a surprise there when we learned who the rescuer was the rescuer was a Samaritan a Samaritan came now to a Jew you know such a man was a kind of in you know, a classic lawbreaker or even they call him as an offender of the law Jews and Samaritans you know they hate each other they don't go very well together Samaritans were you know as far as Jew is concerned Samaritans are socio-religious outcasts Samaritans were treated as outcasts by the Jewish community putting the words neighbor 
and a Samaritan in the same sentence you know uh, as Jesus was speaking to the audience it was contradicting to each other it was a contrary terms to each other a neighbor and a Samaritan for a Jew a Samaritan cannot be considered as a neighbor but now Jesus is bringing that point saying that that Samaritan was the neighbor and that's what a strange thing for everyone who is listening to Jesus Christ on the day so how come uh, how could good go with Samaritan that was the question in the air at that point of time when Jesus was talking about but Jesus was kind of contradicting the stereotype over there a person who was once despised the Samaritans was quoted by Jesus as a good example once they were neglected but now Jesus is quoting Samaritan as a good example once they were rejected but now Jesus is considering him it was not easy for any Jew to accept you know the major difference I see between these two groups of people the priests and the Levite and the Samaritan you know this is what I see the priest and the Levite ask this question if I stop to help this man what will happen to me that was the question of the priests and the Levite if I stop there to help this man what will happen to me but the good Samaritan he reversed that question and he said if I don't stop and to help him what will happen to this man you know that was the question the priests and the Levite were worrying about if I stop there to help this man what's going to happen to me what will happen to my 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 cleanliness my purity they were worried about him but this Samaritan if I don't stop and help him what's going to happen to this poor man if I leave him over there the night the animals are going to come and kill him completely what what's going to happen to him and you know the story the whole story was not a criticism on the priest or the Levite Jesus commanded any people you know who methodically follow the religion rather than you know obeying to their internal conscience here we see the group of people the priest and the Levite they just want to obey the law they just wanted to obey the law but they were not able even they are not able to listen to their internal conscience what the conscience is telling them and Jesus is talking about an important aspect here Jesus is trying to make that clear who is your neighbor and Jesus made that story very clear by giving details of what the Samaritan did he went to the wounded man he applied oil to soften the wound and he cleansed that wound with wine to avoid any infection he bound up his wound set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him paid for that man's accommodation and for the treatment from his own money and he left instruction to the innkeeper saying that if there is any payment left out I am going to give you on my way back only then the Samaritan left continued his journey you know this really made me to think what is the role of church today what is the role of church today you know today people are afraid even to come to the church now the idea of the church idea about church 
is a bunch of people you know who speak the law or they speak religion all the time who always condemn each other who point fingers to each other whose aim is to make money you know such a thinking is outside in the air today who stress on this external righteousness you know rather than the internal purity and they are worried even if I go to the church no one is going to talk to me if I go to the church I don't know whether somebody will come and say hi to me somebody will come and talk to me will someone spend time with me you know that's their worry and people are even worried whether the church is teaching me the right things today and they are not even sure where that spirit has come from in that church they are peculiar people they don't know you know where the spirit is from now, there are many questions about the church today and we are talking about what the church can offer to you and me and we all know Jesus came as a good Samaritan even in our lives to rescue us from the damages this world and this enemy has caused into our lives you know I'm sure this message is talking to some of us today this morning as we listen to this because some of us either going we are going through it or we have an attitude of the priest and the Levite or sometime you know we try to do the good work of the Samaritan the questions that probably you need to ask ourselves have you ever got into the wrong hands have we ever got into the wrong hands the man on the way on the day at the side of the road there was no doubt about it he got into the wrong hands and I believe it, this message may be a prophetic even to some of us have we been stripped of everything in our lives as we got into the wrong hands in our lives at some point of time have we been even ever wounded over and over again in the same spot in our lives have you been left half dead and beaten up and naked in all the means in our lives exactly that what that's what happening that's what was happened to that man on the day and today we are not different you know outside we are we look we look well but then into in, in our lives deep in our hearts in what way we are different from that man who was thrown off dead the side of the road you know this is what the world can offer to you and me today this is what people in our life they could offer to me today you know we expect a certain individual in our lives to help us at times we expect even the institutions to accommodate us we expect even certain religious system to adopt us in our lives but you know what we find we find failure everywhere we find rejection we find misunderstanding we, we even get mistreatment wherever we went we are mistaken we are mistaken the so-called priests and the Levites couldn't help this man but today we have come to the Good Samaritan we have come to this good Samaritan he is none other than our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ he is the good Samaritan if you remember his life what he went through he was handed over to the wrong hands he was totally handed over to the wrong hands and they stripped him off they beat him up they spat on his face and they drew the crown of thorns on his head they drew the six-inch nail in his hands. They wounded him. They pierced him. And they left him off dead on the cross. 
exactly what this man went through Jesus went through at the cross and exactly what you are going through today Jesus went through at the cross he went through it for you and for me so that we don't need to go through it again in our lives we don't need to go through that in our lives because Jesus made it such a way that anyone comes and calls upon his name that he belongs to him and he is his own child Jesus had opened up that opportunity in heaven in, in or at the cross as he was hanging at the cross he went through it Isaiah 53 5 says word of God says but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed we are healed and today as we listen to this word as we listen to them as we look into the man who was half dead and thrown at the side of the road and good Samaritan he came there he helped him he spent his time with him he took him and he cared for him and he did a good thing and Jesus was trying to tell him such a man is your neighbor you know at times we 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 I don't know we really underestimate about our neighbors you know at times we have an attitude of you know looking into the lives around us and we think that you know we are better than them but that's not true I always say people around us are better than us people around us they are more considerative they are more cooperative they are more accommodative and today Jesus is asking the question to us who is your neighbor who is your neighbor this good Samaritan he had a heart to accept this man who was about to die and as we continue our life's journey as we get into the situation as we get into the wrong hands and we get wounded God has left Jesus Christ on the cross half dead for you and for me all that we need to do is we need to come closer to him and I call him Lord Jesus I need you at this moment may not be for my salvation because of my what I am going through today not really you know I want to get saved from the sin I did that at some point of time in my life but today what I am going through in my life I am no different from that man who was thrown off dead I need you I need you but he is willing to accept us right now just as we are he's not worried about to touching us in touching us he's not worried about even though we are ugly we are not cleansed he is not worried about coming and being with us he's not worried about coming and apply the oil upon us to heal us because he's our God he paid for us at the cross he is willing to accept just as we are today